So, Hunter, we've today will mark a kind of important thing that establishes sort of yours and my, I think, lore and how now I realize 2001, where t- how 2001 fits into some important parts of our life. And, and, yeah. and that's centered around Halo Combat Evolved and today's Halo. game, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Before 2001, what game did you, as a you know, a youngin, kind of think you might go pro on? Might go pro on. Not that we ever were like, we're gonna go pro, but like we played Halo a lot and kind of competitively and had friends that were like, we're gonna go to tournaments, and we kind of did the same with Melee. Did you have a thing before that that was like, I play the heck out of this and I'm good at it and I could like, I could I could you know win stuff. Not consciously, yeah. no. I, 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 I didn't think of games in that way at that point. I think that I feel the same way, and it's really weird that specifically this year brought two games that sort of changed that mentality. Yeah, 2001 made, uh, start. well, it didn't really start esports, because esports was already a thing. Right. But again, like we've established already in the show, if you've been paying attention, <laughs> if you've listened to every episode... We weren't on the Quake train. We were not gaming on our PCs when we yeah. were a little baby child, except for like like Blizzard games like Diablo and right. Warcraft and Starcraft. But like by and large, the PC was not a place that I played first person shooters. Yeah. Unless it was Duke Nukem, uh, I guess. <laughs> I did play Duke Nukem when I was a kid because I was a little turd, okay? <laughs> because I was a turd boy. And that's what the turd boys Hail to did. the that's king, how, baby. That's how we identified ourselves as turdmen. Yeah. Uh, well, so PC felt like something you had to have like a, a, extensive access to. Whereas uh, I just feel like. Esports came to consoles in this this year. 2001 was the beginning of esports on console, basically. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it started in spite of anyone actually mm-hmm. thinking that was a good idea. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. I think especially with Melee, yeah. it, that's just a bunch <laughs> of kids much that were like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, we, we, this should be esports. And the world was like, no, it shouldn't be. This that's not that's not a thing we're actually going to do. And then they just kept doing it and then eventually I think the world was like, "Fine. Okay, you get like a corner over here, but we will try to undercut you in every yeah. way we can." And you know what? The more I learn about these freaks, yeah. the more I'm I like, don't think they "Please deserve undercut it. them more. They do not deserve this." <laughs> Nintendo was right all along. Nintendo was right. Let's go. Welcome to the Old Gamer's Almanac. I am your host, Hunter Donaldson. I'm joined today by my guest, uh, Matthew Matt. Hello, Matt. I'm Matthew Matt, and I'm here with my Hunnel Donglegong. Hello, Hunter <laughs> Donglegong. How are you doing? So glad to be here. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about a game that is uh, very important to us, maybe not so yeah. important to people older or younger than we are. <laughs> this one might be kind of locked a very specific slice yeah. of you know people that listen to this show mm-hmm. um but you were talking about super smash brothers melee released on the gamecube in 2001 mm-hmm. uh probably the best gamecube game released in 2001 i would say maybe the best gamecube game released <laughs> 
don't know. You don't, don't know. know? About that. Okay. Well, I, I will uh, say this. I've been playing through the GameCube library a little bit. I've been yeah. tinkering around in it. Sure. It is not consistent at all. <laughs> that is a what a what a system with yeah. about five or six games worth playing. Like, <laughs> man, I I had my fun stream where I like went through the the Dreamcast library through yeah. every game. I mean, mm -hmm. I started at numbers. And we made it to like H before mm -hmm. I stopped. It was like a ridiculously long stream. And I got to tell you, there was a lot of crap. Okay. There's a lot of bangers. There's a lot of, I never heard of this. This is interesting. Yeah. I've been working through the GameCube, not for stream, just like kind of in, you know, just chilled out, just kind of like tooling around in it. And I am not, it is not the same deal. Yeah. Like it, it is, it is very much like you're pulling up games that you're like, this is probably really interesting. And it's like, nope. Oh, uh, no, no, it isn't actually. <laughs> Nintendo didn't let it be because they will not be outshined on their own platform. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, so Melee is, is a game. It's just such a game for Hunter and I to talk about. Uh, Melee is effectively. Now we've talked about halo combat evolved and sort of like what that was for hunter and i becoming friends i argue like melee is is probably more attuned to where we became friends like i yeah. think because of melee we became good friends yeah i think without without melee there is no old gamers almanac so we aren't here mm -hmm. right now if you take this game out, or at least I don't know, our lives yeah. are so different in the world where Melee doesn't exist because we played this game. I mean, we were very fiercely dedicated to this yeah. game for a number of years. Um, we would bring, you know how the GameCube has that little handle? Uh, <laughs> we we made that. use of that, yeah. buddy. Okay. <laughs> like people joke around about that. They're like, ha goofy little handle. It's like, dude, I needed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how I carried it around to my buddy's place or to school. Yes. We took it to Literally school Literally to a lot. school, play it in the band room with our friends that were in band and stuff. Yep. Yep. Oh my god! Uh, I, I, I in the morning we had that one. We had a cool teacher. I forgot who it was. What teacher it was at at uh, our high school that let us set up in the morning before yeah. first yeah. period and just play on his uh, TV that he had in there. But yeah, yeah, we used to do that. That was we, just we are going to be talking so much about our experience with this game. So I feel like we need to get the mechanical stuff and the like kind of actual game history out of the way real quick. Uh, mostly. You probably know this game. It's been around forever, and it's it doesn't go away. Super Smash Brothers is the follow-up uh, to the Nintendo 64 Super Smash Brothers, which was just this weird HAL Laboratory thing. Hey, HAL Laboratory, those are my people. The Kirby makers made a fighting game that they wanted to make sure Kirby was featured <laughs> prominently on. So the two main mm -hmm. characters of Smash Brothers are Mario and Kirby because HAL chose that i guess right, right every game you start with mario and kirby as your two playable characters but melee was this like crazy hyped souped up version of it in in uh 64 you could play as what 10 characters maybe 12 i think it was eight starting characters and then you can unlock four more yeah so that's 12 characters yeah I think melee right. just completely ramps that up and melee is where they're just like throwing characters at you you're like what who wh who is that who's mr game and watch i mean obviously yeah. if you are of an age you would know who mr game and watch is but it's just suddenly we're going into like really obscure territory that they've only leaned further and further into right super smash brothers ultimate is the switch version of this and there's now like i don't even know 50 characters in smash ultimate or whatever it's like un 
seemly how many characters you can play as now. But Melee was this kind of sweet spot of like, there's a lot of characters, a handful of them are almost the same, uh, but this is a fighting game that was quite different from any other standard, you know, like si sort of side-scrolly uh, fighting game. If anything, it takes from the tradition of how Kirby games feel with like like the size of the map and like the way you mm -hmm. move around it is very Kirby. So it fits in with how laboratories thing, but it is more it's it's a scaled back approach to a fighting game, whereas you feel kind of zoomed in in like a standard Street Fighter or whatever. There's just two characters on screen and you have this much room to work with the the stages on a Smash Brothers game are much bigger and uh the fighting is done. I don't know. You 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 launch characters very far away, and your goal in any match of Super Smash Brothers is to knock someone off the little board that you're playing on, the little uh, table <laughs> that you're standing on. Sure, yeah, yeah. They need to either fall down to their death, or there's basically invisible borders outside the screen to your left, right, and above you. And if you can hit them hard enough that they fly outside of those bounds, they die. You take away one of their lives. Take away enough lives, you win the game. That's like the entirety of of the style of smash fighting game that is. And and we're seeing it only now in like 2021, 2022 are people starting to properly attempt, you know, cheap copies of smash, which is wild to me that it took like 20 years for anyone to decide to copy the smash fighting game formula. Well, I think there, there were uh, earlier copies that just didn't go well. Like there was that PlayStation yeah. one PlayStation all-star, but even that, that was like, that was like 2010 or something. I mean, it's like yeah. Smash Brothers and Melee were like late 90s and then 2001 and wildly popular and nobody cared for at least 10 years. At least 10 years, there wasn't a single copy. Well, I also think it's just kind of comes down to Nintendo has the most valuable IP. So if you're going to try mm -hmm. and emulate Smash, I, I don't think that that their competitors were thinking like, well, what people are really into is this mechanic of knocking right. people off. Yeah, they were like, true. no, we need, we need to assemble, you know, a bunch of characters right. together in yeah. order for it to be interesting. And that's just really hard. If you're yeah. not Nintendo, it's not easy to do that. Um, you know, you can't just like call up Gex, you know, yeah. and get, <laughs> you know, Gex and then get like Spyro together. Yeah. It is interesting to me that that's there. the hook that, it, or at least in theory, that's the hook when, I mean, for me mechanically, it's, it is that like I don't like other fighting games, but I like Smash Brothers, right? And that is also in part Nintendo's whole thing for a very long time. And not just Nintendo, but Sakurai, the the guy designing it, is like, this is a fighting game for casuals. I actually don't want you to play it competitively, and I hate the competitive scene. And in future installments, I will do things that actively cripple the competitive scene for Smash Brothers. Basically, until we get to Ultimate. Ultimate is like the first time they're like, okay fine you can play this a little bit competitively if you want right but like in brawl there was literally a tripping mechanic where it's like if you were just playing around for too long they'd be like um let's just screw you up a little bit for no reason at all let's right. just make your character fall over so that uh you can't get too competitive here right yeah i mean the intention is for this to be you know a fun party game a, p a party fighting game mm -hmm. not like they did not want it to be you know, Street Fighter. They wanted it to just be like goofy, yeah. goofy Mario Nintendo Kart. fun time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's supposed to be Mario Kart, but Melee was like too. It was too tuned, I yeah. think, for it to ever become Mario Kart. And even like there were mistakes that were made in the making of Melee that I think made the game more competitive than Nintendo intended on. Uh -huh. And then they found an audience, and they haven't stopped complaining about having found that audience since then you know it's like why not just 
accept it like it's okay you yeah. know but yeah they they're they're not into it um it's it was a it was a game that we just played we we play this game as if we were really good at it mm-hmm. and we weren't really but we didn't know that and we yeah. only played with each other in our in our little group there were probably about right. eight of us we were a lot we were now there weren't tournaments where we are from like we are not from la or somewhere that has like enough of a population where like a smash tournament could just sort of happen you know we we were growing up mm. in arkansas northwest arkansas we were the best people at this game at our school and i say we i was not a part of this list i was on the lower rung of our friends but like in bringing it to school there are stories we have of like we played it like other people would challenge there was like weird beefs uh, not, I don't even think you or I did this, but like we had a very close friend, Nathan, who was among the sort of top skilled at this game. And mm-hmm. people would challenge Nathan and a couple other people and they would wipe the like Nathan would wipe the floor with other people at our high school. So like I do think we had sort of the best crew of people at Smash locally. But like you're saying, we never tested that on any larger scale. And yeah. the Northwest Arkansas scale is incredibly small. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I just don't think that that I I think we overestimated how sure. good we were at yeah. the game is is kind of my point because we were just kind of playing in a vacuum, yeah. which was by the way really fun, so like, great. Yeah, it was probably the the most fun I ever had at a multiplayer game because there was this understanding of like we're all here as a group, yeah, and we're all sort of facing off with each other constantly. Yeah. I mean, we basically just played this game. We played this game ad nauseum, so it was just like like. I played each person in our group right. in a match over and over and right. over, and we all just got to know each other through this game. Right, it's really quite beautiful. Right. Um, and we were talking a lot earlier really on dynamics. We we won't do this all on the show, but we were kind of ranking our friends in terms of skill. But you noted something that I think is so interesting that even within our group, it's like you could know someone was like better than you. But you knew tricks to beat them anyways, or what? Like there was a certain level of you had matchups that were favorable to you, even if the person, generally speaking, could like was better. beat more people than you could beat in the total right. rung. It's like you could beat Nathan if you, given the right conditions or whatever, but you couldn't beat some other player very reliably or whatever. Yeah, so I, I think that's super uh, hilarious. I, I was never quite on that level. I never got good enough. Um, I'm really curious hunter from your perspective when did you start playing smash brothers melee did you play a lot of smash 64 yeah i played a lot of smash 64 i remember when i found out about that game it was like it was like someone had plucked like a dream game Mm -hmm. out of my brain Mm -hmm. i was like this is exactly something that i would want to exist yes Uh, so that was a frequent rental for me but I didn't really have anyone to play that game with at yeah. that time. Ditto. I would kind of maybe con like my cousin into playing it with me or like a sibling. But like it wasn't really it wasn't really exciting in that way. Yeah. And also like I think Super Smash Brothers 64, while uh, there's a lot of nostalgia for it, and I think it does actually execute Nintendo's vision of this being a party game first. Yeah. Like actually a lot better than Melee does. Yeah. It is to me like very dinky right. um, at this point. 
Right. Uh, and then Melee comes out. And to be honest, Melee almost feels like a part of a different series. Right. Like inspired by 64. Yeah, yeah. It's the but, first of the Smash Brothers Melee series. <laughs> yeah, the Smash Brothers Melee series, which we're still in, yes. I would say. Like every game since Melee has sat in Melee shadow, but yes. Melee did not sit in 64 shadow no. at all. Right. Um, and once Melee came out, finally, I was a bit older, you know, and I could play more regularly with, uh, I, I, I like at first I played a lot with family. And then once, once I had friends that wanted to play Halo, it mm -hmm. was only, you know, just a hop, skip and a jump to, well, but we could also play Melee. Right. Melee was a little old uh, yeah. by the time. And also we played, the, the same was true for Halo. By the time we were playing those games, like land party style. Yeah. Uh, they had been out for a few years. It was probably uh, 2004 by the time we were like hitting our stride with these right. games, like playing on like a weekly basis, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like with Halo, we were playing maybe every other week we had a LAN party on the weekend. And that's when we played right. Halo. But Super Smash Brothers was like our weekday game. We were a part of yeah. like a youth group thing that met every Wednesday. And the the youth group, which was technically a church youth group, uh, was about 95% play Smash, and then the youth group leaders would finally be like, uh, can we teach you some Christian stuff real quick? And be like, uh, yeah, real fast, though, because okay, we've got to get back quick. to this. Let's, let's get... <laughs> Let's get in. Let's get out. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's what's the story this week? You know? Yeah. We, we so quickly would override every... And we would get there. It's like, it was come home to Matt's house after school, play Smash for four hours, do yeah. the cell group thing. Cell group thing would end, linger for about two more hours playing more Smash. And then also, like, probably come over to Matt's house tomorrow to play some more Smash or whatever. Yeah. And it was all about, like, just kind of the social dynamic of everyone's style of play kind of against each other. We we didn't, like, like there, there wasn't a whole lot of... If somebody mained a character in our mm -hmm. group, then that character was kind of always cast in the light of that specific player. Yeah. For us. So yeah. we had like a fox main. Right. And that was kind of the fox guy. It was like, it was kind of an offense to take someone else's character. It was kind of. It was sort of like it, I I think maybe even that hit a level of competition that was too fierce for all of us, which which is to say, like, I played a lot of Sheik. If some if any of you had picked up Sheik, you would have played Sheik better than I would have. And then it just would have been like, well, why is Matt? still playing chic like he, he just gets schooled when somebody else plays chic or whatever like it would i i'm, I'm using myself as an example just to, to like allow but i right, do think sure, that point sure. holds true of just like there were, i've for me it felt like there was a mentality of like well i can't take that character away from them it would be almost insulting to sort of like potentially do better it, like it would feel like that person was robbed of their personality because it's like right. no i i tried really hard to get good with this character i played a lot of chic and marth right and nobody mm. really ever tried to take that away from me necessarily except for the one person who was sort of on my level i do recall also playing a decent amount of marth i think maybe marth is uh uh training wheels for smash brothers probably no marth is good marth That's is the an awesome marth, character marth is uh, to, to reference our other podcast marth is the jolnar of smash brothers no maybe. i disagree fox okay. is the jolnar of That's smash true. brothers but fox marth is like hard to control fox is like you have to have some level of mastery whereas marth is like there's some gimme i find it interesting that the way you're framing a lot of the talk about super smash brothers melee from uh -huh. your perspective is very negative it's yeah. very like anyways i sucked and well, all my friends were better and it's like <laughs> yeah. i don't 
I don't think that's. <laughs> and it feels like, like, do you feel like you've gotten? Is that something you've gotten past? Or are you still like feeling that now? That uh, sense of like, I wish I had been like, if you could time travel back to mm-hmm. those days and just be better at Smash. Like you, you are tapping into something that's so much bigger than you even realize. What, what we're talking about here is something that I have, that has defined me as a person, and is something I have had to grapple with since then, like since 2004. We could talk about it more later. Uh, okay, okay. I, I, we, we will come back to this topic for sure. But like, it's it is not that simple. It's just not that simple. Of like, if I could have just been better at Smash, would I? I never got better is the problem with Smash. I never, ever got better, and I tried. Like, I tried so hard for so long to and get better so at Smash, and, and yeah, I got so in the far. End it, in the it end, it just didn't matter. matter. So I, I don't know what to tell you. It's Yeah, it's, it, it is the great difficulty of my life. Smash is part of what taught me I probably will not get any better than X level at a lot of video games and perhaps i need to find a different kind of video game to make me happy with playing games basically yeah i feel like though like i don't know i i always kind of felt like smash was like because the lines were so defined between everyone it sort of felt like it was more fun probably being like a lower rung player in yeah. our group than being a higher rung player. Because I feel like if you think about the people mm-hmm. that were, that we considered the best at smash, right? Well, first of all, when they won, who, who cares? Right. Nobody <laughs> right. cares. Right. Nobody cares when they win. <laughs> and then when they lose, everyone's really happy. Yeah. So like, stoked. I feel like that actually kind of sucks. Like, yeah. and, and like, I just, just to try and put it in perspective, I know overall you feel negative about it, but every time you won or you did well, mm. that was a big deal. And not just to you, to everybody. Like hmm. that's that, interesting. That would be an unexpected outcome. So I'm just trying to try and take your position yeah. and yeah. say, what is the upside of this? Because I feel like there really is one. I yeah. generally like uh like, you know, we play a lot of for our other show, we play a lot of the board game Twilight Imperium. I actually would prefer people think of me as being bad at that game. Right. Or think of me as, you know, there there are a lot of people that I can kind of feel that that sort of get in their head and think like, actually, Hunter sucks or whatever. And I wish more people were like that. (laughs) Like, I wish they were all like that. Yeah. Because I don't want, what I don't want is for it to be like, well, what we expect is that you do well or that you win. Yeah. Because then the way people play against you changes. Right. There's more of a metatextual reason to, yeah. uh, like, push back against a specific player. Mm-hmm. But then also, when that person wins, nobody cares. Yeah. And it's just kind of a, it's almost a bummer right. when someone wins that does well. Yeah. Um, whereas if you are just kind of in the pack or even lower rung, yeah. in every victory, you can feel it, yeah. you know? It's David versus Goliath every single time, basically. Yes, yeah. yes. That's the thing, Matt, is you were an underdog in melee and i wish you had gotten to feel yeah the 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 kind of fruits of that benefit a little bit well um i i do want to talk about my experience with melee then because there was a very long portion of time where melee felt like my 
game. Like through and through, it was it. Before Melee, uh, I had a Nintendo 64. We've talked about how on all the consoles I ever had, I never had very many games. You know, I, I would own maybe two or three games, and then I would just rent stuff. That was the only other way I, like, had access to any games. Smash Brothers 64 was one of the few games I owned. It was, like, mm-hmm. Cruising USA, 1080 Snowboarding, Mario Kart 64, <laughs> and Super Smash Brothers. Those were yeah, the yeah. four games I owned. Cruising uh, and, USA, yeah. 1080 Snowboarding. Those are the two games I started with. Those are the games that my parents got us when when we got a Nintendo 64. Those are the only two games I owned for probably a year. God, <laughs> if I could two. just talk to your parents on this yep. show That's about so sad. their buying habits for you. They just didn't care. Games. They just didn't care. Here, here kid. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's a snowboarding game, and here's your car game. You're so, 12. You're 12, and I I feel like you like cars, <laughs> snowboarding. I played a lot of uh, Smash Brothers, though, and if anything, like, that's what got me kind of into Nintendo as, like, a construct. Like, I didn't know who Ness was. I didn't know who Captain Falcon was. There's all the side mm-hmm. characters in mm-hmm. Smash Brothers that aren't your traditional Nintendo games, but obviously anybody playing games before that game like would have known of but i didn't all those those are just smash characters to me and that maintained into melee there's a bunch of characters in there that are just i don't know that's a smash character and i think that's how people feel about like the xenoblade characters in or like the the fire emblem characters throughout many smash games for so many people those are just smash brothers characters with swords for whatever reason they show up all the time well yeah hopefully i mean it's it's kind of an interesting marketing gimmick right because you're sort of saying like all right, it's here's Nintendo, but it's all of Nintendo. Yeah. And it does feel like at a certain point they started leading a little more into like, look at all these characters from a franchise that yeah. looking at the numbers here doesn't do as well yeah, yeah. as the other <laughs> maybe franchises. Maybe we can bump those so numbers. Maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, you get a little curious about where Byleth is from. <laughs> hmm? You want to find out about Byleth? Maybe... Uh, Maybe you buy a game, uh, maybe you buy a game <laughs> you haven't you bought before, and uh, maybe you check it out. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting in that way, and I actually think that's that's kind of a humorous tension yeah. between the audience and Nintendo. Nintendo yeah. sees this as very good marketing, Yeah, and the audience is like, why not Waluigi, you know? <laughs> And they're like, you're not buying a Waluigi game. We don't have a Waluigi game to sell. We are not even making Waluigi products. Like, we don't have any Waluigi to sell you. Why would we put him as a character in our game? Yeah, it's It's a massive problem to have. So anyways, um, I started getting Nintendo Power during the sort of end of the Nintendo 64 lifespan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I started to get into video gaming as like a capital G gamer like i started to consider gaming my thing in the build up to the gamecube right and then eventually the release of super smash brothers melee the melee was maybe the only game i owned on my gamecube for a significant portion of time like i got my gamecube and i got melee and that was it and that was 100% of my gaming time. And this is when I started putting in actual hours on gaming. So I played Super Smash Bros. Melee all the time completely by myself. Just again, just playing adventure mode and classic mode and everything. Like I just mm-hmm. did that endlessly. Yeah, I my experience was a little bit different because I, I got the GameCube that Christmas that it mm-hmm. released. Uh, and I think I got a few games. I got uh, Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader. Uh, mm-hmm. which is a cool game. Doesn't run that well on emulators 
still because yeah. it was just pushing the hardware that far. <laughs> Didn't run well on a GameCube, if I remember correctly. Um, Luigi's Mansion, which mm-hmm. I never really clicked with me, even as a kid. I was just, yeah. it was just so it was just kind of a disappointment. The idea that I'm gonna they're gonna make me be Luigi. Yeah, they're forcing Luigi on me this time, and it's not even like a Mario game, right? Like it's just yeah. this weird haunted house game. That that always... it was hard for me to understand what 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 they were going for when I was a kid. Yep. And then Melee comes out. It's my first rental for the GameCube because mm. I was a big renter. Mm-hmm. And I got it, played through all the adventure stuff, and then was like, uh-oh, well, I don't have uh, enough friends yeah. to do this. Right. And so I I never wanted to own Melee because mm-hmm. I was like, what is the point? I already played through the mm-hmm. whole game, and now there's no one to play with. And then I think uh, it was kind of like that for me until I was in, like, seventh grade. Yeah. And then when I was in seventh grade, I had a friend, a close friend named Matt before I met you, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. You then be replaced him. <laughs> you I could you only Matt. there could only be a Matt um, that I had. And I did have a Matt before you. And that Matt actually did like to play Melee, and we would play Melee, but he was not very good at the game. Yeah. Um, and I was compared to him very good. So I thought I was awesome. Yeah. And then when I started playing with the whole group that formed i had kind of a rude awakening of realizing that uh mm-hmm. i was not uh very good at the game but it was the first time i ever played a game just interested in getting better at it right which was a really fun process and this was such a great game to be that first game that i am just playing at at it as an exercise just for the joy of feeling myself get better and mm-hmm. better yeah and I don't want to contradict your story, but I did feel like I got better. Like yeah. I felt like as I played it, I got tighter sure. at the game. I found I found the things in the game that I liked. I found a style that I liked to incorporate into my games. I also it helped that I had there was a friend that lived pretty close to my house that also was into melee. And he also, so he played as, he was a peach main, yeah. and I was uh, uh, into Samus. Uh, Samus? How do you say, I never oh, feel it's a, like. It's Seamus. Oh, it's Seamus. <laughs> so Seamus Aaron from Metroid, uh, I would, that was my main. I would play as that character, uh, which of course was like, you know, about like throwing, being pretty annoying. Yeah. Like, pl- let's let's be honest. That's like for the annoying people. Projectile, heavy projectile usage. Yeah, yeah, and 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 mixing people up and and just making it hard for them to play against you. Yeah. And Peach, very similar type of character. Mm-hmm. So what we would do is we would ju- I would just after school I would just go to his house and yeah. we would just play that matchup. Yeah, yeah. Jameis v Peach, for all night. Yeah. Just all night, just yeah. in like just nonstop, same matchup every single time. Right. That makes me think of that story of like Olympic ping pong or something, where there was like these people. There's a tournament where you're you're trying to go. Th- that these two teams were going through, and the the problem was the winner would get to play uh, for basically bronze medal, and and they just wanted to medal. And there was the idea that uh, whoever actually loses this match will still move forward and play the easier team. So in this Olympic matchup, two teams were trying to lose. And so they were doing incredibly strange things with the ping pong ball. I think that's what a peach versus 
Seamus matchup looks like as two players are just like I don't want to approach you and you don't want to approach me and let's never let's never actually play this game let's see how long we can go without playing the game of Smash Brothers (laughs) it's it's it would be a fun match to have a stenographer for of like turn up (laughs) missile golf club like that's a cool that that's a fun time and I feel like that's kind of the magic of melee right there more so than like Fox versus Pikachu it's like okay okay so um for me uh i got very into this game again like i said i played it by myself i i did i like would try to 100 percent this game i wanted they the way they dole out characters in smash brothers i i love it's it's just this or at least in melee and a little bit in 64 and i think later they stopped doing this as much but basically it's an achievements list like a modern day achievements Mm -hmm. list is just these do this goofy challenge make this hat like do you know have it be this many lives and win within this amount of time and you'll unlock luigi or whatever it is like really weird stuff was what you had to do to unlock a a lot of these characters and i loved doing that and then that got me into unlocking like everything in the game you know you have to unlock all the stages even just weird bonus content even down to there's just like a a useless trophy system in this game i tried to 100 i tried to get every single trophy in the game on my like original smash brothers melee file and i think i got like 95 percent of the way there like i was trying to do everything you could do in this game obviously that means i'm only good at like the weird gimmick stuff in the game i'm never like i'm not doing the like challenges against a person that then improve your i'm just like doing all this crazy stuff but i got decently good but my best friend at that time was our friend nathan who i've already referenced and so the problem is i showed this game to nathan and nathan would go on to be like the twitchiest gamer we ever had as a friend like nathan played counter-strike source eventually somewhat competitively like and nathan was basically among the absolute best players of our melee community so i watched my (laughs) i watched my padawan far exceed me i i introduced this game to nathan and then nathan just like took off like a just a a a, a drag racer it just became ran down the street with it exactly lobbed Uh, the football right (laughs) into the end zone and touched down over and over um yeah, no, he, uh, Nathan uh Nathan has good reflexes. Yeah. Fast reflexes. Right. He was a he was a really fast player. Uh he was like kind of our our fox main. Right. And he kind of was just the de facto best until we met another kid named Kent. Right. Who honestly, no no shade towards the guy uh, no. if he's listening. I didn't really know anything about Kent <laughs> except, except for how Falco. good he was at Smash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kent, to me, now at this point you know i'm 33 don't have a lot of you know i got less of my life ahead of me than i have behind me and i'm looking back at all my memories of all the people that i've known and when i bring up the kent file it's just a picture of falco that's it that's all i have for that that was a whole person that i spent hours Hours. and hours with i could have looked up at any point and said hey kent who the fuck are you (laughs) But I didn't. And honestly, <laughs> it's kind of, it, you You know, I, you can kind of frame it the way I'm framing it. But you can also say that, like, fighting games are beautiful because they they provide a venue yeah. for people to connect right. that maybe don't have anything else, you know? Right. And and that's cool. I Nothing do like else in common. that aspect Yeah, we, we made weird friends because of games like this. So just like, I don't know, I know you now because we both yeah. like this just one thing and it's the only thing we have in common and who cares? That's fun. It's fun to just have this thing in common. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we 
I watched everybody get really, really good. I tried to get good and better and better. And But I just sort of always existed in the world of the single player stuff is how it always felt to me. It's just like, well, I, I just play against computer players more often than anything. I, I would try to, I even tried to get like into tech and I would like sit there and practice the, the elite tech. But I was only ever practicing it like in training mode or literally against computer matchups. And I don't know, it just like, I, I couldn't ever, I wasn't, I, I would watch how fast Nathan could react to things and I could never do that. And the way Smash Brothers eventually felt to me is it always felt like everyone knew something I didn't about like just timings and also like the fr the, the peak frustration I would always have is I felt like I would do a, a hit on some I would I would uh, execute an attack and like seemingly they would attack at the same time and it always felt like my opponent had priority over me it's just is is the feeling i always got it was like i'm mm -hmm. always the one who got hit instead of that instead of them now like with sheik maybe that's true sheik is like a light character and like a lot of power attack you know that that's yeah. actually true with sheik and you just yeah, have to play be, a different it, way it, that actually could be the answer right is that i don't i'm not gonna look it up but sure. yeah it could be that sheik just is low priority compared to a lot of the other characters but it, it it there were things that felt even somewhat outside of my control of why I wasn't doing as well. And even then it's like, well, I know it's not completely outside of my control, but the extents I would have to go through to figure out how to solve this problem felt like higher than I could climb. So I just felt stuck at like our bottom rung of skill level, um, which mm. wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Like I could still play against plenty of other people and win but it was just like within our group it was so hard for me to beat any of you the i felt like the only times i won matchups was when we did goofier stuff like if we did like a a free-for-all thing mm -hmm. i could gimmick around in that and let other you know let everybody kill each other and just avoid the battle for long enough to where then it's like a 1v1 but i have three lives and you only have one left so i've got lots of wiggle room to maybe <laughs> make this work or whatever right uh, but right. in 1v1s it never felt like i had you know any ability to to turn things in my favor or whatever yeah i think it was like kind of the first game that because i i played a lot of halo with you before we started playing this like really regularly yeah. i felt right. like halo came first and then this followed a little right. bit right which is kind of weird because i mean they both came out around the same time but yeah that's yeah. just how it worked out i guess and with halo I think I didn't really get much of a taste for the frustration you experience with games yet. Because mm -hmm. Halo is just kind of much goofier. I also don't think right. you really cared that much about well, Halo as a, like an identifier, you know? It's true, because like I said, I didn't. I played Halo because I played games with all of you. I didn't just like go play Halo by myself. Y'all yeah. showed me Halo, and I was like, okay, I'll play Halo with you, and I, I like it a lot. Melee was my game. Melee yeah. was the only, like the one thing that defined me as a gamer and watching everyone get better than me definitely made me mad. That's not to say I didn't get mad at Halo, but also Halo is a room of like us in our old shed slash game room with 16 of us. So Hunter, you could be across the room from me and you might just hear me going, fuck shit and fucking throw the controller against the wall or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, I don't know what's going on over there. But in Smash... We're sitting right next to it. There's nowhere else to go. Like you and yeah, me are, you we are locked to, in yeah. single combat. And when right. I throw the controller, you personally are the one that 
caused that like did, you beating me thing. caused that thing you know i you bring up kent kent was a kent did not play with me kent did not like to play with me because i was so toxic i was such a problem he did not like and he, <laughs> he would kick my that. he would kick my butt so summarily that i and i would be so mad about it he did not play with me he would he would refuse matchups with me because i was not a good person and when when it came to this game i wasn't dude i'm not kidding okay when i talk about this game it is like major demons in my closet like i have i have wow. skeletons in my closet i have to deal with with this game because i was a problem like it and i think you know that when it came to like once we got into melee like that's when yeah. everyone know knew that Matt throws controllers. Matt goes flies off the handle. It became right. like a danger zone to be around me playing this game. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you don't want to catch any, you know, any debris, <laughs> you know, any you, you don't want to be there hey, for the explosion. Credit to the GameCube controller though. That thing I have the four GameCube controllers we used to play with and every single one of them still works. Yeah, you never broke any of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, not not for one by trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Xbox controllers way more breakable. I feel mm -hmm. like, especially the old Xbox One controllers. Or sorry, the old God Microsoft. Why did you do this to us? It's this all gonna a get clever worse. prank. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the original Xbox, I mm -hmm. guess, is what we have to call it. Um, uh, those controllers not super well made. Definitely could break them. I guess the Duke you couldn't really break, but who used the Duke? I Me. mean, I guess Matt did. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that might reason, be why you like That's it. why I fell in love with the Duke is because it, it could withstand the wall. You're like, yeah. I can't break this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, this is one of those games that like, I got to tell you, Matt, it's kind of hard to classify. I'm not yeah. really sure like what kind of bow to put on this because right. there's just so many memories, so many good times. I haven't gotten to talk it, about Nick at all. Yeah, please uh, do. Nick was I my doubles partner yeah. and... Uh, he would play as uh, Link. I would play as Amos, and it was just a nightmare to play against <laughs> us. And we just made the game very unfun. I, I do think you two were the best doubles matchup. You two singularly weren't always necessary. Like you wouldn't always win one v one stuff. Yeah. You could, but you didn't. You know, Nathan and Kent would like win. We, we didn't dominate singles. in the singles. But in doubles, yeah. there was no, there was no stopping you two. Is the way I felt. Like it, it would have to be just sort of a raw. Uh, a crazy match for like Nathan and Kent to 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 stop you two because you two were so, like playing the most annoying characters and actually had like when Nathan and Kent played doubles they were playing with two people in a singles match does that make sense yeah. like they were just yes. playing standard smash yes you right. and Nick were like no 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 we have board position and we yeah. are playing a tactical game because yeah. it's doubles <laughs> head games head games it was just I remember the first time I like because. I don't know. It was like I always liked watching Nick play as Link. So Nick yeah. played Link um, because I always felt like he would just come up with something really silly to do yeah. and it would maybe make people laugh. But I was like, that's actually pretty. That's actually going to be brilliant. helpful. He yeah. used to do this thing where he would like he would pull out a bomb uh -huh. and then he would just fight with it in his hand. <laughs> And then he would he would blow up and hurt him, but it would like reset his jump or something. Uh -huh. So he would do that on purpose. He would yeah. purposely take a little bit of damage to just give him a little boost. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah I loved I loved that way of uh, thinking. Um, and yeah, I I was just all about pace. I always felt like like when we started playing, I would notice that the the fast people were really good. Yeah. Uh, the, you know there was Nathan, there was Kent, also our friend Jason was. Uh, these people were fast at yeah. the game really fast uh and i was like you know what what's the character that can like just slow the game down right like because that's what i want to do right. i want the game to be slower so that i can be competitive yep. um and that was uh samus for me although i also played a lot of captain falcon who is just fast yeah but 
I, we just didn't, there wasn't a lot of people playing Captain Falcon. So I was like, I guess I can play that one too. So right. that would be like my one exception to the rule. Yeah, it's funny to think of like the people that maybe came in a little bit later into our sort of gaggle of melee players. And this mm. this construct is sort of developed of like, well, everyone has their character. And they might come in and be like, well, I play this character. And it's like, no, no, no that's Nathan's character. It's like, nah, you yeah, would have you to just find that. a new yeah. one. You just would need a new character, basically. Uh, I so, kind of liked that dynamic, though, because yeah. it was like, it just felt like if we had to play like let's say it was like some sort of crew v crew matchup yeah i felt like we would have had a lot of like i feel like another group of smash players would be like anyway so there's eight of us five of them play fox yeah. the other three play falco let's <laughs> right. go yeah and it would be like we have a peach player we have someone <laughs> that just plays peach is that gonna ch be chill yeah. as well How okay. do you feel about that? i just feel like we had more variety than I felt most of the people that I would watch play would kind of just gravitate towards the same characters, which I, from what I know about melee culture is actually considered uh, desirable, I right. guess, which hmm. whatever, I don't know. I think it's fun when people play weird characters. Yeah. In fact, those are the people I always liked right. when it came to watching any uh, pro smash was right. I always liked the people playing, you know, the, Weird. the weirder off the beaten path stuff like Armada playing Peach, I yeah, thought was that's, really cool. It's like a brilliant move, basically, yeah. to just yeah. like guarantee your sort of name in the limelight. It's like if you can win a single tournament as Peach, you will have proved something. Basically, yeah, that's like that's more interesting to me than like playing. And I understand that for a lot of people, it comes down to what they want Smash to be as a spectator, uh -huh. which is just everyone moving as fast as possible all right. the time right but I, I don't know it it feels like that that maybe feels like you're over emphasizing speed and not mm. thinking about position enough i think smart right. positioning is uh also something that's really interesting to watch like when someone is just managing the level design to right. their benefit yeah that's cool like right i i i I think it's weird that people feel like that isn't cool. Yeah. But. I mean, to that point, like, I like playing with items. I, I, I it's kind of the big no-no, obviously, mm -hmm. because it's such a random factor, but it's like, that's what shakes up the meta a little bit, but that's not what right. professional, you know, the, the professional Smash community is not about shaking up the meta. It's about just raw skill. Well, just it's, perfect, it's, again, it, it goes back to Nintendo's intention, which yeah. was that this was going to be a party game. Right. Um, and that, have to yeah, there's that. definitely tension there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why can't it be a party? Like, why would you make, like, let's say you're going to play with, like, three random people you don't really know. Yeah. Why would you turn the items off? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's right. kind of weird. That's like, so weird. You don't really need to do that. You don't even know where these, I mean, of course, if they all already know, yeah. if they're all already into Smash in this way, and they want yeah. the items off, sure. But just four random people? No, like, have fun. The the half of the whole point of Smash Brothers, especially when you first encounter it, is playing a game where all of Nintendo's intellectual property is getting little nods. Mm -hmm. Like I remember how much I loved when Melee first came out and I was playing it by myself especially just throwing the Pokéballs. A yes. Pokéball would come out, I would throw it because I wanted to know how many Pokémon they put right. in the game. Right. Like, I just needed <laughs> to know that. Yeah. Playing as Kirby and just intentionally sucking up every character so you can see what hat Kirby gets to wear with every yeah. 
permutation of the other characters in the game. <laughs> I need to know every single Kirby hat. That's what I need to know, you know? And maybe someday there will be a Waluigi hat for yeah. Kirby. Me, me likey. Me want that. Why not? Why not, Nintendo? Why not? Um, yeah, well, okay, so uh, real just to, to wrap things up before we get to ranking, the the legacy of Melee is is something I think that has to be sort of addressed too because certainly in in the fandom like melee was superior for almost all of time brawl mm-hmm. came out was obviously kind of a wreck uh the, yeah. the 3ds and the wii u versions came out but it's like how many people had even those consoles and it and like the 3ds one certainly wasn't really a place you would play competitive so it wasn't until smash ultimate finally came out on switch that there was any semblance of a successor to yeah. melee as a competitive thing and it's also the first time nintendo like felt like maybe they would be willing to allow for that at least a little bit um mm-hmm. i think mostly nintendo's just learned a lot about like online gaming and what is expected of you not very much they've not learned that much but they've learned a little bit over 20 years um but i think it's crazy how long the shadow of melee lo- i mean it's still like basically ultimate didn't even replace it right like in in the smash competitive scene there are two smash games you can still play at basically 50 sure. yeah. percent level like you either play ultimate or melee i mean you, you probably play both but like tournaments both are valid games to play so like this has like a starcraft length legacy at this point starcraft is what 98 and like still yeah. gets played in major competitive scenes and melee is 2001 and still has a major competitive scene i mean it's pretty nuts that this game has lingered for as long as it has. Which one do you like better? Do you like Ultimate or do you like Melee better? Uh, well, I uh, have played almost none of Ultimate. Oh I don't, yeah, for you I, said I don't that know before we started. Anything, I, I own it, but because of the sort of doom spiral <laughs> that Melee contributed <laughs> You're to like, my I life, need to avoid this. I, was, I, I actively avoided Ultimate for like a while and there's a part of me that now would like to pick it up and because I've been playing Melee and sort of redoing the like, let me just play adventure mode. Let me like, I, uh-huh. I had all the stuff unlocked so I wasn't, what I used to literally reset my files so that I could re-unlock everything. That's a thing I did oh my numerous God. times. Like that, that was, I, I would play this game to completion, meaning I would re-unlock every stage and every character and everything. I did that probably six or seven times over the course of like me playing this whole game. I, I didn't just want everything unlocked. I, or I would like, I had like a backup card that I would do that on, right? Like I had the one card that's like, this is for, that's got all the stuff on it, I can play it. But I had like another right. memory card where I could just reset melee. And I almost did that for this episode, but I was like, I don't, as I picked it up, I was like, I don't have to go that hard <laughs> necessarily, especially because some of them, it's like unlocking you two is like the dumbest thing. You just have to leave a game open for 700 uh-huh. minutes or whatever. <laughs> Something's insane. Um, but I wouldn't mind maybe doing that with Ultimate, although I don't think Ultimate unlocks characters as goofily. You know, I don't I don't nah. think it's as interesting, and I don't know if I care. I might care about the single-player mode of Ultimate, and maybe, maybe I should give it a, a go, but there is a sense of... I don't know that I can ever return to the melee that I originally genuinely loved because the melee that we all played together, I, I, I did. I love that time and I have nostalgia mm-hmm. for that era, but it's also like the darkest period of me playing games and, and like upsetting my friends and knowing I was upsetting my friends and trying to control that. Like there's really weird stuff going on during that area for me internally that like lingers in how I think about so many games. And especially it's like the reason I 
never picked up ultimate because i was just like i don't know if i can go back the, the yeah. last smash game i played i didn't even play like smash for wii u i would play smash on the 3ds because it was like this is obviously only a thing i can do by myself and there's no sense of a competitive aspect i can just enjoy that and i played like a decent amount of smash on 3ds for some reason because hmm. it was singularly by myself and no other <laughs> nothing else could contribute to that basically right right nobody had to witness essentially <laughs> yeah i i i will say that my big upside of Smash Brothers Ultimate, and this is where I think we could disagree for a while, mm -hmm. and I also think there's a lot of, I mean, I think there's kind of a weird kind of cult of people that have this preference that I, to be honest, I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, it's just the fact that you have to play Melee on a GameCube with a GameCube controller. I mean, obviously you don't have to do that. <laughs> right. You can, yeah. right. You can play it on an emulator. Right. Um. You can play it on Dolphin. You can play it on Dolphin with netcode now. You can play yeah. it online right. on Dolphin. Right. Uh, look up, uh, what is it called? Project Slippy, uh, if you want more information for that. Um, but uh, I I find that the GameCube controller was weird for a couple reasons. Mm -hmm. And that now, I, I remember, mm, I don't know, like five or six years ago. No, it was longer than that because it was the first time, the first time I ever went to New York City, actually, which was mm -hmm. like 10 years ago. Um, I ended up, you know, I had I hadn't played Smash in a while. Yeah. Uh, and I was staying at this place with some people I didn't know, and they had a GameCube and an, a CRT, and they were like, "Let's play some Smash." And I was like, "I used to be pretty good at this. Let's see if I." Uh, no, my yeah. hands did not. My hands let go of right. the GameCube controller. They did not want to <laughs> memorize that. Relearn the in layout. My, in my brain, it was like this is different enough from the, the other controllers in my life mm -hmm. that I'm not going to memorize it. And also, there's something about that stick that I, I just don't like. There's mm. the button layout. We could talk about that. And I can understand someone being like, I just prefer this button layout. And, you know, it's arbitrary anyways. Sure. Yeah. The only reason the button layout annoys me is because it's different. That's yeah, it. Yeah. You know, right. I don't think, I don't actually think it's, I could definitively prove why it's worse. And in fact, if every button layout was like that, maybe it's better. I don't yeah. know. Right. But the stick sure. has this weird, if you have it, actually you have it right in your hand, sitting don't you? Here. Yeah. So it, it's, the stick is sitting inside of this little diamond, like Beveled, cut. Octagonal. It sets you in your straight up, straight down, straight right, cardinal uh -huh. direction kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. But yeah. I don't, the feeling of it, yeah. it, after you get not used to it anymore, which I feel like I haven't. Yeah. is it's bad so in a way in the present moment i enjoy ultimate more ultimate is a lot easier for me to sit down with because i can play that with you know my well i don't really like the switch pro controller but i do have a i have a 8-bit dough sn30 plus yeah uh that i play smash with and it feels great it just it feels just fine and it's yeah. a normal a normal stick a normal in layout. a non-beveled, <laughs> like, just kind of, here's a normal controller you can right. play this with. And I don't get the weird dedication that people have to the GameCube controller. Yeah. Um, and that, this is a matter of preference, but I, I, I just want the, I just want to say it out loud, because I feel like right. there's so much love that people have in their hearts for this GameCube controller, and I just want to be one person on a podcast being like, why? Yeah. Why? What is it about <laughs> it that I don't understand? Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I like the the big A button and like the idea that I sort of, there's the action.
action button and everything else is secondary to that and you kind of roll you can roll your thumb to those things quickly Mm -hmm. and just the the cross pattern feels different to me and honestly especially for smash if anything i would make the one argument that i do understand why the smash community likes the beveled octagon thing is because like Mm. your directionality in smash brothers is like quite important you know like exactly where you're pointing that control stick matters for a lot of attacks so i could understand that feeling sort of like a a thing people got really used to with how the game is supposed to feel right when when you Mm -hmm. get that involved in melee that is part of the game is how that control stick feels it's not like other fighting games where it's like well you could play street fighter 4 on 360 or ps3 or whatever and it's just like you know the game feels how it feels like melee feels like a gamecube controller and that's just and 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 by extension smash sort of feels like a gamecube controller to people yeah, Not I, that I, I, would, I, I agree that it's like we, the, the cult is very strange and I'm happy to play Smash Ultimate on my Switch Pro controller or anything like it doesn't matter to me. It's, it, it is so odd that Nintendo releases GameCube controllers for the Switch like that. Mm-hmm. That's definitely wild. It's weird that we live in that world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like something that they still want to keep around as if you're going to just carry this one controller for this one game and i understand for people that are super dedicated to it they don't see that as weird at all they're like no i need my gamecube controller because that's what i play mm-hmm. melee on but i don't know at the end of the day i i it just feels odd to me and what yeah. sucks is it feels a little weird you know there's a lot of dolphin the emulator for gamecube which is probably the best emulator uh that i've experienced since i got into emulators mm-hmm. um it has a lot of calibration features to try and make an Xbox controller feel good, like correct. Yeah. But everything feels just a little bit strange mm. because of that weird controller. So I don't know. Maybe, you know what? Maybe as I spend some time with the GameCube library, which I'm actually not trying to prioritize, but maybe I will just go ahead and buy a uh, GameCube controller um, mm-hmm. and just try to play games on Dolphin with that yeah, and see, you know, maybe how my tastes evolve. Like maybe right. if I just relearned the GameCube controller, I would see what all the hubbub was about. Maybe but bounce back it, and forth too. Like tra- I'm actually probably bouncing back and forth would probably constantly reteach you like, no, I just like this other controller because it's the standard. <laughs> just let me play with the standard yeah, just thing. Just let me play. The- <laughs> I play a lot of games yeah, yeah. and I use kind of normal controllers. The GameCube controller is just this other one. Yeah. You know, even old controllers like a Super Nintendo controller or a Genesis controller is really just an Xbox controller with less stuff Buttons, on it. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the the layout is uh uniform yeah. across generations. Right. Um and then you have that one weird one that they did do. <laughs> and the N64 controller also sure. is another weird one. But, but that's a whole know, other whatever. conversation, yeah. Well, okay, we got two different rankings because Hunter we're finally back. It is 2001, yes. a game odyssey, and this was this is such a 2001 game. It looks and feels 2001-y. Uh, the tradition, if people forgot, because it's been a long time since we've done this, the tradition has been for these episodes, we just try to imagine a world where Super Smash Bros. Melee is the number one game for 2001. And at the end of the yeah. season, we will come up with the final canonical list of 2001 rankings. But it's just fun to sort of live in the world of what categorization leads to melee being number one and what does that do to the rest of the list okay so i think that the version of the list that super smash brothers melee is number one at would have to be like 
games that still have a cult following. Right. Le games with with like full on legacy. Games that games well, that don't go uh, away. I think I gotta say I think it's gotta stay in cult following mode. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Because if you said legacy, I would probably give that to Halo. I think right. Halo is actually the more important, more important game, game or games in general. Yeah. But and Halo does have a bit of a cult following. I think the cult following of Super Smash Brothers Melee is cultier. Yeah. And that's why I say it's gotta be right. it is the cult classic it's, of this season. Right. Like Which is so weird because like I mean it's a very popular game. It's not like it's like some un discovered gem but it's just like no it, it, what you're you're defining it very much as not just the most important game of this it's like it, it's slightly different than that so you have to sort of lean on this sort of cult notion or especially from the sense of like we've talked a lot about melee players were taking this game seriously in spite of nintendo's wishes for them not to do that whereas yeah. halo is like we made halo oh you really like it competitively let's invent xbox live so that halo 2 can be even more competitive. Let's do matchmaking. Like Halo 2 leaned yeah. in where Smash Brothers leaned away as hard as it possibly could. So it felt right. like you were like pirating <laughs> the experience of Melee from Nintendo, basically. Yeah, there was a little bit of punk rock, like we're going to do uh, with this as we please. Yeah. Um, okay, so what else do we got that's like really culty like really that culty. then? I, I mean, I think people have a love and nostalgia for Sonic Adventure 2 that is on a cult level, especially knowing the, the quality of that game and how I feel about it. There is still a deep, deep, deep love of that game that sort of baffles me in a way that makes me want to put it towards the top of a cult list. Maybe not number two, but it's. I think we just, I'm, I'm placing it up there towards the top. Yeah, I'm thinking culty games. So the culty games that jump out at me is Sonic Adventure 2, Pikmin, Halo. Yep. Silent Hill 2 and Super yep. Monkey Ball. Like, that's a chunk Agreed. right there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, on all counts. And it's just a matter of figuring out, like, what order did those right. go into. Um, I kind of want to say number two is Pikmin because yeah. here's what Pikmin has in common with Super Smash Bros. Melee. Besides the fact that they're both GameCube games, Pikmin is weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they're weird. both yeah. weird. Yeah, they're yeah. just kind of like, here's... Here's what this game is. Yeah. Um, Melee has like all of these glitches that got exploited. Right. Pikmin to me feels like a game that's probably full of, or actually does have you, you uh, know very exploitable mechanics. You know what's so funny about what you've done here? Excluding Silent Hill and Halo, what you're describing as four of the cult games are the four GameCube games. Now, Sonic Adventure 2 is initially a Dreamcast game, right. but is later kind of re-released, and the beloved version of Sonic Adventure 2 is actually the GameCube version. So Hunter, I think you're sort of planting that flag of like, I mean, it's the cult of Nintendo, which it absolutely is. And I, I, I think I agree yeah. with this. I think all of the Nintendo games need to go at the top of this, basically. Okay. I, I, I yeah, think yeah. it's Melee, then Pikmin, then Super Monkey Ball, and then Sonic Adventure 2. All right. And then we sort of go from there with maybe like, uh, with like, I don't know. I, I do think there's like a cult of Silent Hill 2 of people. Like we sort of just described this in the Silent Hill 2 episode, Kimmy, was the one who kind of said like I didn't know people that played Silent Hill 2 but then like the second you discover a person that's also played it they're just like that's the best game ever right and you're like yeah it's the best game ever but we both agree it's the best game ever and like but not everybody has played it or whatever so I think I would pit maybe Silent Hill 2 above Halo I think that Halo should go in the GameCube okay. junk yeah just because there's that's I know such a 
And we we have direct experience with the culty aspect sure. of the original Halo. Those right. people that just prefer the original Halo. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's number three or number four. I just think it should go up up there a little bit. Yeah, like let's do, gets, th- let's do three. Let's do three because I think it's such a big enough deal. And and you leaned into something I wasn't thinking of, which is the idea that like there are later Halo games that became the most famous Halo game. And to be a diehard Halo Combat Evolved for the right. Xbox is a sort of strange place to exist in 2023 yeah. or whatever. So yeah. so right now we're looking at Melee, then Pikmin, then Halo Combat Evolved, then Super Monkey Ball, Sonic Adventure 2, and Silent Hill 2. Then we have yeah. sort of everything else that isn't very culty, probably. Well, I would say that Klonoa 2 has a bit yeah. of a cult. Has Absolutely. a bit of a culty vibe. Yeah, a weird... Uh, Bongayo is probably... Here's what I want to put at the bottom to d- decide the rest of this middle is like, Grand Theft Auto 3 is not a culty game. That That is as mainstream, sure. everybody yeah, knew yeah. it as you can get. And probably right above that is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Like, that's just a mainstream game that people yeah. liked and played and played a lot of or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. So then okay. we sort of have to deal with our Aliens versus Predator 2, Bongayo, and Max Payne. Um, I mean, Bongayo should be culty but is it even that or is it just an unknown nah, game it's, <laughs> it's just a game that people don't know about yeah. i don't think there's really a cult of bog io yeah. as much as i wish there was right. maybe maybe we're start i maybe we're we're trying not to, to start so the cult bold, of but maybe that maybe that's what we're doing yeah um but yeah i wouldn't say there's already a built-in cult yeah um you know aliens vs predator 2 does have that community that yes. essentially makes sure like i think that's a good eight yeah. Alien versus Predator 2 after Klonoa 2. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Klonoa 2, then AVP 2, because we even dis- we, like we sort of found that crazy community that just keeps this thing alive. To, if anything, maybe AVP 2 goes above Klonoa 2 because it's sort of like this game shouldn't even be playable anymore, but there's just a dedicated group of people that keep it keep the dream alive of Aliens yeah. versus Predator 2, whereas Klonoa 2 leans more in the Bongayo direction of just like not being something people know about versus aliens versus predator 2 which is like things a lot of people don't know about but also there's like a very dedicated crew keeping it alive although i don't know they just remastered klonoa and klonoa 2 for the switch so it's like there's there's some sort of audience nintendo decided was valid enough to get a new game for what about um and then also like what do we think about the original max Payne maybe going under avp2 ahead of klonoa 2 or or no like like if we under this chunk i'm thinking klonoa 2 avp 2 max Payne. yes i i agree yep yep and i think that rounds off the list for 2001 so what we're yeah so what bongayo is next and then tony Tony hawk Hawk 3 and then grand theft auto 3 that's at the bottom yeah another week where gta 3 is at the bottom thank rejoice Uh, so the final 2001 ranking for cult classics is Super Smash Brothers Melee, then Pikmin, Halo Combat oh. Evolves. Oh, what? you messed up. What about Anachronox? We've we've left Anachronox. Oh, just just ap- we never because you and Paul didn't uh, update the list over here. Yeah, we didn't put it on this list. Oh, that's so funny. That's really um, funny. Um, it's in the Bongayo territory. Is the thing is just a I game people put don't it know above about. Max Page. It's sure, a, it's a weird game that there is a handful of people that yeah. know about it. I'm um, happy with that, but I'm just saying it's it's it has that Bongayo quality of like not even being a cult classic. It's just this unknown freaky little little yeah. thing. Um, yeah, that's that sits well with me. Yeah. That sits well. Okay, uh, so finishing where I left off, Halo, then Super Monkey Ball, Sonic Adventure 2, Silent Hill 2, Klonoa 2, Aliens vs Predator 2. A lot of twos in 2001. Anachronox. Uh-huh. Uh, Max Payne, Bongayo, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, and Grand Theft Auto 3. 
now hunter for the significantly more difficult task i yep. think of figuring uh -huh. out where super smash brothers melee goes on our hunter donaldson's and matt martin's list of the best games ever of the ones we've played in recent memory but also <laughs> the game that we've played so much of in not recent memory that it sort of has this looming shadow over everything in my life uh yeah. this is i don't i don't know what to do with melee like i i could put i could I, put melee number one like i'm capable of that wow. i'm also capable of putting it at like like 25 or something you know it's like the the range of melee is all over the place 25 is probably low but yeah i was about I, to say I, I could i could do a lot with melee and and feel good about it so i'm a little bit scared here's what i want to know hunter you have the hunter donaldson master list which we don't know all of the numbers of will you just tell me exactly where you put melee i wanted to make you do this because i well, think make that... me guess where it is on your list or so this game yeah no, I wanted I wanted to hear you just, just rank throw it. a dart at yeah. exactly where you think it should be. Oh my god. Because the thing is, Matt, you know, we've had at this point we've had, you know, you sued a game that was on the list. That was something that happened. <laughs> Number three I, on the list, I sued. Yeah. And and you know, very this was a game that I played a lot, that I cared about a lot. Many times in this episode, you've described this game as your game, as in belonging to you, as in not belonging to me. So do I, well, I ask, even have a right to I'm not say saying, anything about I'm not saying it's my game now. I'm saying for a time, this was the game I played, right? In yeah. like, from like 2002 to right. 2004, this is the game I played by myself in my room. That's all I, I mean by this was my game. I just think sometimes it is, you know, I think we kind of explored this with Elden Ring. I think this will come up many times. I just think this is a time for you to exercise specifically your desires on the list. <laughs> and then afterwards, I'll tell you where I rank. <laughs> if I, I put it, I put it in my spot mm -hmm. and then if yours is higher or lower, we move it one slot down arbitrarily as Hunter's okay. influence on where it goes. If you put okay, it higher, so I, we move it one up. If I, we I, I will push it a spot, mm -hmm. but I am more interested because especially at this point, you know, the list, I, I don't even have the master list pulled up, like our list together. Yeah, yeah. I truly think of it as there is that list that the, that the listeners have, and then mm -hmm. there is my list that exists in my little universe here right. Right. so what i want is to kind of hear you you know this is this is your this is like your super mario brothers 3 yeah this is a game that Kinda. made you a gamer right. right and it's funny we're just doing it you know it's just like what is this number which is game that, is this this is, is like our the, 68th game on the list oh i got 69 um that this would be this oh wait that's because i already ranked one of the other games that we haven't even <laughs> talked about yet um so yeah, this is the 68th game on the list. And I just feel like this is that you you have the floor, speaker, speaker of the house. You you have the floor. Yeah. I but I do want to hear your logic. I don't want to just sure. hear oh, no, like, of course. I'll talk through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So so I I think I want to work like bottom up to find how I feel about this. Um so like the very first thing that comes to mind as I work my way from like roughly 20, right? Like uh, Jet Set Radio Ocarina. These are games that obviously melee uh 
trumps for me like that it, it goes ahead of, of all of this i can probably get all the way up to halo combat evolved before i have any rationale of slowing down and so mm-hmm. halo exists on that same tier right of just this like oh my gosh the, the the stuff nostalgia is made out of is halo and super smash brothers melee they both exist in the same space halo uh i would get pretty upset with not as upset as generally melee would make me but i was not engaging with melee or with halo as a game i think as much as i was with melee although i mean it's it's tough because it's like i was playing halo i played with like my brother every now and then or like Mm -hmm. you know how you would just mess around in the single player campaign you just oh yeah just be on with someone and just tooling around and doing whatever i don't know that i have specifically those memories with melee of just like literally goofing around Melee was always sort of business time to a certain extent. Although I think occasionally mm-hmm. we would do at least slightly weirder like matchups or whatever. And and I have my own memories of playing by myself and and just doing everything. Um, but socially, Halo gets more points for just being weirder and stupider. But really, the, the, the stupidest points for Halo don't come until later entries, right? Halo 2 and 3 are where that all ramped up significantly more. Um, although I'll also give a very strange credit to Halo being... A thing that also leaned me into wanting to do film because <laughs> I got so into machinima and I would try to make Halo machinima. Like Halo oh, was sure. a whole yeah, culture. Yeah. Halo was an yeah. entire culture that Melee was not. Um, but I still the the way I think about Melee for my own history and and like I can picture myself just sitting in my room playing Melee in a way I cannot do with any other game in my life like to the extent that i did it with melee this game soaked me up into it yeah um so you up you were like a little you were in the sponge yeah exactly in the sponge Uh, so the next game above halo is hyperlight drifter which is a is a deeply similar game in in that regard right like i played a i I played an unconscionable amount of hyperlight drifter for what the game actually is i've played that game many 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 times um for it just being this like little indie zelda like (laughs) action game or whatever um Mm -hmm. And uh, for a time, I called Hyperlight Drifter my second favorite game of all time. And I, I'm leaning back more in the direction of like, I want to still, I want to be the person that still believes in Hyperlight Drifter. I feel like I go back and forth on this show of like doubting my own instincts of what I like and being okay with what I like. Yeah. And I think for a while I tricked myself. That's why we're doing this exercise right exactly. now. Exactly. No, and I'm, yeah. I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in, Hunter. Thank you yeah. for the exercise because yes. I'm trying to lean into it. Because, yeah, I, I think I gave up on Hyperlight Drifter for a while because I was like, well, Hunter's got some valid complaints. But, like, I don't care. I, if that game feels perfect to me. And it's funny. We've had conversations recently in, on the Discord about, like, Hollow Knight and Celeste and stuff. And game feel is such a personal thing, Right. A, a mm-hmm. game just it either feels right or it doesn't to you and there's people who are talking right. about hollow knight where it's like it just everything feels off to me and it's like i bet that is so that that sounds crazy to people that are like really into hollow knight they're like what are you talking about it's, it's the best feeling metroidvania ever that's how i feel about hyperlight drifter is hyperlight drifter is a top-down action game that i just can click into instantly it just feels mm-hmm. right and that's what it I feels love right for it. your hands yeah. yeah and melee's never really felt that way to me uh, honestly, mm. melee always feels like I'm not figuring it out yet. It's clunkier. I get what is supposed to be happening, but the character on the screen never does what I imagine the character on the screen should be doing. And that's why I always get hit first by my opponent or whatever. I'm always losing because I can't get the character to do the right thing 
Um, right. So on a mechanical level, like I, I gel with Hyperlight Drifter a lot better. And I look at a lot of the things above this and it becomes tricky. Like I, I, I would rank Melee above Metal Gear Solid. I would rank Melee above Raw Danger, Quake, Prob- Katamari getting over it. Gosh, like it, it, this game can climb. I get yeah. to, I get to Panzer Dragoon and Celeste, and I. That's where I think I pump the brakes. I think it would be crazy. Celeste. Okay, here's why it cannot go above Celeste. In that Celeste episode, what you hear me grapple with is the first key to my solution of solving the problem super smash brothers melee instilled in me right the feather in celeste is what corrected the bad behaviors i had from melee does that track is that a story i have told well enough on this show that i can kind of leave it at that i i think people you know if if you've heard the celeste episode which was uh episode number 15 yeah i think you can kind of get the gist of the message here which is like therapy no just play a game just play this one game needs and then talk to your friend hunter about it and subject him to being your counselor it's right just force yes, him to do absolutely this. well so, i mean i think we've we've the the whole gimmick of the show is that i am some sort of ghost yeah you know <laughs> i clearly don't actually exist yeah you yeah. know so i i fail I, I know it can't go above celeste because celeste sort of saved me um which means i want it to fall into this lower tens range so the big question is, do I even want it to go above Hyperlight Drifter? Or do I want to lean so hard mm. into my love of Hyperlight Drifter that I let it fall just shy of Hyperlight Drifter? And that's where this is where I have a, a difficult personal debate. So, Hunter, I'd like some back and forth with you now at this point. I think I've talked through a lot. You don't have I'm not asking you to reveal your stuff yet. I, I, right. Maybe maybe as my counselor, help me work through this sort of Hyperlight Drifter uh, challenge and why it should or shouldn't go above or below. I think you got to look at it like this. Uh, you don't keep your own personal list, Mm-mm. although it would probably help you if you did. To be honest, TBH, it probably would. <laughs> It'd uh, make the it, ranking so boring, though. Every episode we would both wouldn't. just go, "You no. got it at fifteen, I got it at 17. Looks like it should be sixteen. Nope, <laughs> nope, because that's not how we would do it. And that's not the 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 my list. Yeah. The, well, and maybe may, okay, maybe maybe you would ruin it for yourself is right. what we're determining there. Yeah. My list does not. It, it, it is not just numbers into our collective list. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not how it works. It's I contradict myself. favorite if, games. If you look at the list and compare it to even things I've said, I have contradicted my own list. Sure. But that's because this is about the synthesis. Yeah. The list I keep just for myself, it only exists for me. Although I will probably reveal it maybe on episode 100 or something like that. I'll say, yeah. here's my 100 right. or whatever. That might be fun. But so I think what you got to look at is this. What is, where, where does Melee sit in your personal ranking of all of this? Mm-hmm. Because if Hyperlight Drifter is truly number two, and what, Celeste is truly number one, mm-hmm. then does what, does that make Melee number three? Because if Melee is number three, yeah. then it's not that weird for it to go above Hyperlight Drifter, yeah. because Hyperlight Drifter is dragged down by me, sure. not you. Right. Right. Um, it's not three because Disco Elysium would have to be three. Melee is under Disco Elysium for sure. For, for me. Okay. Um, so so what, I know is Melee number four? Is it number it, five? It, it would probably, I, I would guess it would be probably number four. Um, it's tough to, I'm looking at 
I'm trying to look because there's some stuff that's crazy low on here that like is is way 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 higher for me. I don't think Stanley Parable is in the top five, but it's way higher than number twenty eight. Basically, um, right. Tony Hawk's three is significantly higher on my personal list. the The problem that happened, people could go listen to the re ranking episode and be like, "We have kind of a sense of what Matt's list looked like." As Hunter knows, that list was wrong. I was not true to myself on my re-ranking right. how I ranked games. I continued I my my ranking list for the re-ranking episode was still a what are the best games whether or not Matt likes them. I've never made the list of just like the games Matt likes unequivocally or whatever. I, I, I don't right. I don't know. I don't do that. I don't allow myself to do that. If if a game has a flaw, I have to dock it points for that flaw. Whereas Hunter, I don't think you do that. I think you go, it's got flaw, uh, but I love it. I love the thing. Soul, it's, baby, yeah. spirit. Exactly. His heart. <laughs> These are not that that's that's what trumps all that. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Um so from from a heart standpoint and where my head has been at recently, I think I wish I wish I'd like just recently replay. You know what I've been wanting to do is find time to do a stream where I play all of Hyperlight Drifter again on stream, so people can watch me replay Hyperlight Drifter, and I can relive it again and just sort of reevaluate my love of it and see if it's still there again. Even though like we just did it like a year ago, and I and it it like still hit just as hard as ever. Well, we've been, we've been talking about a potential idea where maybe yeah. we get like once Revisit once we hit a certain stuff. milestone we kind of look backwards for right. a little bit i think right. there are definitely games in this list that justify a second look yeah and honestly i think hyperlight drifter it was such a pivotal episode of the show that absolutely i could i consider hyperlight drifter something uh worth going back now i will say though i don't think my my experience of the game is not going to be approved by playing it a third okay. time but sure. Yeah. Well, what I wanted you, what I really want you to do, not that I, I do not prioritize Hyperlight Drifter on a replay list, but I want you to do the like, the big doors, basically the the the, not a hundred percent run of Hyperlight Drifter, but there's mm -hmm. like the there's like the bonus stuff in each area that you can do, mm -hmm. and I really want you to get to that stuff because I think that stuff will click even more with you than sort of like the just the, get three triangles and unlock the thing and move on uh mm -hmm. sort of run does anyways this that's a whole other category man i'm really i'm really grappling with this because if it goes above hyperlight drifter it jumps way up is the whole thing it's, um then it should you know and and i just don't know if i genuinely want it to jump i feel like there is a part of me that wants to reclaim my own um memories of melee mm -hmm. and in playing it just the past few days on this big stupid honking crt that i have sitting next to my monitors and it's a it's a crt that i'm realizing makes way too much noise it, it's like a crazy loud tv occasionally yeah. like it'll just come yeah. in and just be like mm, really bad but replaying some melee i was immediately overwhelmed with the feeling of like why this game makes me mad like what when i get frustrated with it mm -hmm. but i was also overwhelmed by the times of the times i had forgotten of just me in the game not right. me versus all of my friends and i can't do better than them that was the storyline for like 10 years of my life and i feel like coming back to melee trying to retake that and be like no i get to have a relationship with melee not with my memories of being worse at the game than all of my friends. It gets to be my game still, I feel like. And, and I think that's mm -hmm. what I want to lean into in this episode is to 
I, I had a lot of that negativity, and what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to overcome that negativity, and I think the only way to do that proper is to allow Melee to jump way up on the list and be a thing I loved, not a thing that sort of ruined my psyche. <laughs> I can't right. let that be the storyline of my life. Is yeah. that, well, Melee's bad because it made me feel bad about myself. I have enough of those things in my, sort of in my toolkit. I so agree. I need to throw that one into the trash and let Melee sort of rise high. So, with that in mind, I think I want it to go above getting over it with Bennett Foddy. So it'll be the new number seven. Getting yeah. over it, we get pushed down to number I eight. I think there's a validity to it following. Why not above I know, Super Mario I, Brothers? I know 3? you were. I knew you were going to ask that. And there's a mechanical frustration level I have with both games that are incredibly similar, right? Mm-hmm. And. I don't, I don't have quite as much nostalgia for Mario Brothers 3, although I should note, and maybe something we didn't talk about because it was our very first episode ever, I have a lot of nostalgia for Mario Brothers 3. I just never played it on an NES. I played it on Mario All-Stars, but I played it decently often. I just never got past, like, World 2, basically. Like, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. play through the whole game a lot as a kid. But I love the art. I love the platforming. There's so many things in that game that I do love, and I have to respect the history of it, I think more than I have to respect the history of Melee a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that wants to put it, you know, just under Mario Brothers 3. And I just think I have that instinct that I want to to stick with, basically. Okay. Okay. So that would, so, uh, that would change our top seven to be number one, Disco Elysium. Number two, Silent Hill 2, the twoest game of all time. Number three, Elden Ring. Number four, Celeste. Five Ban- Panzer Dragoon Two Zvi, number six Super Mario Brothers Three, number seven Super Smash Brothers Melee. But there's one more step on this, Hunter. Oh, I see. Oh, oh. because what yeah. we pro- what what we said was now you have to reveal where on Hunter's list is Super Smash Brothers Melee. Very funny, actually, where you have chosen to put it, <laughs> because I put it at number ten. Oh. On my list, uh-huh. Super Smash Brothers Melee, which goes right beneath my number nine, which is getting over it with Bennett Foddy. <laughs> and per our rule, this would dock it down one point, and I putting it directly underneath getting over it Bennett, with Bennett Foddy, making it canonically yeah. in keeping with your list and my own personal feelings. But I think that is the perfect solution to the Melee problem, is it happened to find its way into both of our proper spots. Yeah, so that would actually make it our new number eight, right under Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. A game which, it's funny that Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy is a game that I really love, but yet it's ranked higher on our together list than it yeah. is on my own <laughs> Your list. But, that, but that's because my top my top eight is very different from our right. top eight, really. Right. Relative but, to the other things above it, it like if, if you cut out all the things that aren't even in the top ten, Bennett Foddy is probably much higher, is probably higher on your list if we just like... Mm-hmm removed things that aren't as high on yours or whatever right yeah okay so that that does it melee uh we we found a way to get it in the top 10 which feels fitting it officially pushed it pushes raw danger out of the top 10 i'm sorry raw danger to see you go it pushes jet set radio out of the top 20 uh there's a lot of damage being done by melee in in this episode today yeah that's fine i mean those games I mean, listen, Raw Danger had a very long run in the top 10. <laughs> like, that is not, like, yeah. it, it is already accomplished yeah. more than I think most people would think it should have. 
and and so i i you know i feel i'm i'm george bush on the aircraft carrier saying mission accomplished right now that's what yeah, i'm doing we did it. okay we did, we did it, everybody. it we got them we got them <laughs> all right we did it but oh, yeah man. that's that's the end of raw dangerous run to the top 10 we'll probably never there's no way it will happen again everybody i mean yeah. how could we yeah after we won't do another re-ranking episode till probably after we've done a hundred games yeah so like how is raw danger gonna sneak back into the top 10 i mean yeah, no. how could it how could it how could it possibly it's not like we'll just re-rank them again it's not like i have a document right now with a list of bullet points as to why raw danger <laughs> should be in the top Go 10 the, i gonna, don't have that will that. be a whole section of the next re-ranking episode is not where raw danger actually specifically needs to be but why it absolutely must be in the top <laughs> 10 <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. Um, this was a tough one. This this was an interesting game to talk about. Uh, it's it's a shame that that it just is number sixty. It's not like you know, it's not yeah. a milestone episode. Yeah, sure, but this is like kind of I think the closest we've done to uh, an episode from like the early period of the show yeah. where we are talking about kind of darlings or formative yeah. experiences. I was going to uh, so, ask yeah. you. I don't know what else is like on that list for the two of us together, right? Halo yeah. and Melee are like the top two games. I mean, the next on the list technically, I think would be, we could say Warcraft 3, but what we mean is Dota. But even yeah. that is significantly more your thing and you would invite me to the Dota lands. But it's like, I wasn't mm -hmm. like a big Dota kid. I just liked playing with my friend Hunter and, and the people that he played Dota with basically. So I don't yeah. know if we have like a collective formative well and we are and we we okay there's one more there's one more game we do have to get to. what is it what is it it's the one that we've been delaying for a long time because of the game boy advance game that broke you but we do eventually have to talk about kingdom hearts 2 kingdom hearts 2 yeah yeah that that will be a game that we will talk about uh actually i mean kingdom hearts 2 is all right it's probably pretty good actually yeah. compared to i i actually think my love for kingdom hearts 2 goes well beyond kingdom hearts one because yeah. kingdom hearts one is first of all not bogus enough yeah and second of all really frustrating to play kingdom right. hearts two bogus dumb super dumb yeah did i mention it's dumb it's stupid yeah. it's really uh, stupid and it actually feels good if i remember correctly we'll see we'll maybe have to find it out. doesn't feel but good. that's also a game that know. did all that you and i that i feel like kingdom hearts two and we'll talk about this someday probably but kingdom hearts two is the moment i feel like you and I had a connection between the two of us that we did yeah. not have with anyone else. Uh, until oh, Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2, you and I were friends that were in the same friend group. And then Kingdom right. Hearts 2, it was like, you and me, we're going to Walmart and we're getting Kingdom we're, Hearts 2 together. Exactly. It was when we finally <laughs> noticed that we were both freaks. <laughs> Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac.